Welcome to episode number 35 of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie and I am your podcast host. Thanks for checking us out. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're back again, you're a fucking legend. Coming up, I'm going to catch up with Brisbane punk band Flangerpennies. They have a brand new album coming out on Friday and they're a band who have been in the industry for close to a decade. And if you haven't come across them yet, you need to change that after you listen to this podcast. Stick around, Josh and Jody from the band join me later on to co-host. I'm also going to bring back two songs that change me with Kyla from Queensland. She's got a couple of punk rock songs she wants to get in. Plus there's new music on the way for Like Thieves. If you don't know who that is, it's a side project for Clint Bosch from The Butterfly Effect. All that and more coming up, plus a rundown of what happened with us at Download Festival in Melbourne. But let's officially kick it off right now with Bikini Kill, Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. from Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and you're listening to the Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. to the start. 
Bad Cop, Bad Cop and Wall of Sound up against the wall and we were stoked to have a chat with them backstage at Download Festival in Melbourne. Keep an eye out over the next couple of days. I've got a special edition of the podcast coming where we caught up with some of the biggest bands on the festival lineup, including Northlane, Amona Marth, Sabaton of Mice and Men and a few more. Plus, Download was such a success that the news out today is it's going to be coming back in 2019 and expanding to Sydney. This is what we told you would happen if you got behind it and supported it for the first run. And well done to all you heavy music fans right here in Australia. We are finally going to see a large-scale heavy music festival coming to our shores next year. And hopefully it expands from there to Perth, to Brisbane, and so on and so forth. Now, one of the other bands we were supposed to catch up with, but they cancelled last minute, was No Effects. But I'm going to give the guys a spin anyway, because they rounded out the Dogtooth stage at Download and did a fucking good job doing it. This is their latest track, There's No Too Soon, If Time Is Relative, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. I don't feel like moving Don't feel like talking I'm feeling a little Stephen Hawking Today I barely feel like rolling There's no way I'm rocking I'm feeling a little Stephen Hawking Hey, hey, hey When I saw him on TV I thought he looked crazy Then my friend told me against the wall.
made by Blink-182 on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And this year I brought in the segment Two Songs That Change Me. This is your chance to take over the podcast and get a couple of songs on that change your life, whether it be an introduction to a certain genre or a couple of songs that got you into a certain few bands or got you through a hard part of your life. Send through your songs to Wall of Sound AU on social media, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, and uh, we'll get them on future episodes and make you the star. Right now, it's all about Kyla from Queensland. Hi, I'm Kyla, Wall of Sound reader and punk rock fan. The first song that changed me was Notice to Remedy Breach by Vicious. Vicious were a local Gold Coast punk band who never failed to put on a great show. This is the first track from their album Mondo Destructo and listening is a surefire way to get amped up for a gig. It's a great sing-along. Here it is now on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. The second song that changed me was Radio by Rancid. I first heard this song when I was about 15 years old. The lyrics are heartfelt and reflect how I feel about music. It is definitely one of my favourite Rancid songs. So let's hear it now on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Never been in love till I've been in love with you. No, no, the good time was I had good time with you. Didn't want to get the feeling, want to get right, and the music's gone out for when music hits, I feel no pain at all. When I cut the music, 
got the music, why I got a place to go? When I got the music, why I got a place to go? Why I got a place, why I got a place, why I got a place to go? When I got the music, why I got a place to go? When I got the music, I got a place to go. When I got the music, Hey, it's Chris from Wax, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Oh, Miss Martin, I've got nowhere to be. My logic hurts. I've got nowhere to be. This house is cursed. I've got nowhere to be. I choke on words. I've got nowhere to be. Up here. 
someday I'll think of what to say Maybe next time I'll remember what to do She looks like heaven Maybe this is hell She said she'd do it all again She promised not to tell If I get so far I'll pass out on the floor now, baby basketball movie soundtrack that's real big fish with beer and wall of sound up against the wall it's time to introduce these guys hey it's jody and josh from flangerpennies and this is wall of sound up against the wall Alright, we ventured out of the studio today for this very special co-host with Josh and Jody from Flangerpennies. Ladies and gentlemen, how are we today? Fantastic. Pretty good, pretty good. Bit warm. <laughs> it is, but we ventured down to the uh, Windsor Bowls Club. If you haven't had the chance to come and check it out, it's big because you guys actually recorded your new album just down the road at the shed. Yeah, it's not there anymore. Isn't it? Nah, it's ploughed, gone. They Why? figured they, they peaked out on our album. Fuck it, just, just <laughs> knock it down now, get it over and done with. Oh, I was going to say, you guys fucked it up that much, they yeah. had to get rid of it. <laughs> you can't get that smell out. Alright, so give us a rundown. Um, for those who haven't had the chance to come across uh, Flangerpennies yet, you've been around for quite a few years. You're you're very well known in the touring circuit here in Brisbane. But uh, when it comes to you know venturing out into southern states, how do other I guess you could say you know Sydney siders, Melbourneers take you on board? Uh, generally positively, I think. Pretty good, especially in Melbourne. We have a pretty like we've been going down there for years now, so I think yeah. we we gel well with a lot of a lot of the crowd down there. And it's getting to a point where people want us to come now, which is yeah. nice, as opposed to just us asking if it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and look, you've got a good reason for uh, you guys to get down there now. The new album coming out this Friday, Always the Bridesmaid. What was the approach like going into this, making this one? Did you differentiate from anything you've done in the past, or is it the same old stuff that you've done because it works? We panicked. It was it was panic writing. Yeah, it um, was great. We had um, we had a very limited time as well. So we went in, we did uh, five tracks. We gave ourselves about six weeks to write them. And then after that, we gave ourselves about seven or eight weeks to write the rest of the album, which ended up being seven tracks. And then we recorded those. And it was more collaborative than usual because it was kind of, yeah, panic writing. It was good fun. Yeah, like previously (laughs) we've kind of had songs for a while, played them a bunch. We end up, like, you know, we're impatient people, so we end up playing them live before we've recorded them. But this is like the first time, I think the whole whole album until we recorded, like hadn't been played live or anything. So it was a bit, yeah, a bit different like that. A bit fresh, yeah. Yeah, making parts off as we went in the studio, which is also kind of terrifying. So then we had to learn how to play it live <laughs> so it's like what you've what you've done in the studio you need to make sure you can jump on stage and do it because it could be something completely out of your your depth or your range mm. we had the gutter birds come in on a track so there's some you know there's a three-part harmony that i can't do while i'm singing <laughs> <laughs> so with you guys, obviously, you know, over the years, um, we actually met outside of you guys playing in a band. Like the very first time we met to get the story back into uh, people's mm-hmm. minds, we took part in the very first and only um, season of basketball here in Brisbane, uh, which is yet yeah, just like the movie. And uh, you guys had one of the best psych outs of all time, like each week that you guys played. Uh, not to mention as well, just the good camaraderie between you all. And of course, the nudie run too. Is that essentially, <laughs> for those who haven't seen Flanges, yet you guys in a nutshell oh they were just stage props mostly. yeah pretty much that's it was just 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 like a gig without guitars yeah yeah (laughs) and as we've seen with the uh the album cover of course you know you're you're joking but also bringing back that old school element of the old punk rock from australian days let's say you know back in the day your friends were rotten and things like that Friends are still playing, are they? Back in the early days, back in years and years ago when we were growing up semi-retired yeah yeah and i think there's a, a certain sort of 
uh, I guess, a carefree edge a lot of like Frenzel, Hard-Ons, a lot of your earlier Australian punk rock had, which hopefully hopefully we tap into a little bit. Try to. Try <laughs> yeah. to. I did have someone say once that we were good, a good band without the costumes, which was a really nice thing. But I mean, <laughs> entirely wrong, but you know, <laughs> we still need the gimmicks. It's, it ad- <laughs> it's a gimmick. It adds to your character, and it's a memorable thing. People walk away from that going, that set was great. I can't believe they dressed up like, insert name here, insert costume here. Uh, let's get on a song right now from the new album. This is One More Drink. We'll have more with the Flanges next on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Brand new Flanger Pennies from their forthcoming album, Always the Bridesmaid. It is out this Friday. I'm joined by Josh and Jody right now. Um, I wanted to hit you guys up about the fact that you've taken out the 4ZZZ Hot 100, the original and the best countdown uh, here in Brisbane. Does that automatically give you guys music cred in the business or does it make you ha- have to work harder because of that reason? It's just a whole new group of people that hate us, I think, from that. <laughs> yeah, I actually read an article from Triple J that said it meant nothing. Oh really? Oh, yeah, I yeah, must have missed the, that one. That's yeah, lovely. Yeah, it was. Um, it was the um, like the four triple Z hot one hundred will have no indication of how the triple J, the hottest one hundred, will go. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, it's it's a very different audience. Yeah, it sort of it sort of wrote it down yeah. a fair bit. So, but yeah, no. Essentially, at the start, it was just a whole group of people to hate us, and then I think they gave up on hating us and started appreciating what you could do or at least just ignoring yeah, us you ignoring know us. Yeah. which is always yeah. always an easier option <laughs> but look i've got to say every time that countdown comes around especially for people who live in brisbane it's something that a lot of i won't call it a niche market because it's a whole group of people who get together who want to hear great music who doesn't have some sort of political agenda obviously everyone who comes along to those parties and goes and sees your shows they are part of that demographic and the people that you appeal to have you noticed people coming outside of that group to your shows and then you catching their attention and them sticking with you guys after that? I think, yeah, I think so. Definitely a lot over like the last four or five years because we're at nearly ten years now. Yeah. And so for a long, a long time it was playing to the same 30, 40 friends at the same two venues sort of thing. Now we play to them and their children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there, there is a, a surprising <laughs> amount of people who have kids at our shows now. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, no, there's def definitely like a different group of people, I guess, which have come along, so don't actually recognise everyone all the time. All right, so talking about 10 years in, in the industry, I mean, it, you've obviously started up in Brisbane, you've stuck around in Brisbane, and now you're starting to see, like you said earlier on, the other states inviting you down, wanting you guys to come down there. I guess I wanted to, you know, talk about your experience with that and, and the bands that are coming up right now who are slogging and putting in the hard yards and, you know, get to that five or six year period and go, you know what, fuck this, we're not doing anything, we're not getting that far. What would you recommend to them? Just do it, quit, get a nice easy job. Yeah. <laughs> it's much I was smarter. Say exactly the same thing. It doesn't get any easier, regardless of how successful you think you are. It's exactly the same. It's you have to go to a lot of places, it costs a lot of money. If you can make that money back, that's awesome. But a lot of bands don't and a lot of the time that's actually kind of the crux of it. It's why they sort of stop doing it. It's pretty it's pretty full on. And I think like as well, you've got to measure I mean it's it's an old cliche music, but you've got to measure success in different ways. Like someone like say hard ons are still touring like mad but 20 30 20 must be 20, 20 years later yeah. now 20 something years they now had their anniversary a few years back and they're still like they're, they're still not their jobs they're not making an income from it and yeah. they're absolute legends just you know worldwide but they've got that sort of more respectful career there which i guess yeah you have to decide whether you want that or whether you're looking at it as eventually being a job yeah like they're very different paths they'll sell their own merch they'll be at the merch table uh shaking your hand telling you thank you for listening yeah. to them so their their success is probably a lot similar to what our version of success is is that we just want people to like it please like it <laughs> come to the shows buy the albums things like that but in saying that though you, you you talk about you know you're successful and what makes you guys successful as a band i think one thing from you know watching as a punter would be getting to go to japan and do tours over there that would have to be up there with career highlights and things like that right oh absolutely that was yeah that was amazing that was pretty cool i'm still not sure how that happened <laughs> yeah yeah no it was just a weird fluke some friends put us in touch with a like a tour promoter over there and somehow it worked out yeah, yeah i guess that's probably it like you need to sort of have people to want you to do it you, yeah. if you just want to do it really bad but no one else is kind of on your side it's actually really difficult to get anything and we know obviously you know uh, japan is a pretty weird and interesting place uh, on the best of days but how did they take the flanges on stage in front of a whole bunch of punk loving fans over that way it was mixed <laughs> like, yeah. go on. There's, there's, there's like a real gold standard in a lot of Japanese music. Like, so even like bands on our level or smaller like punk bands are still very well rehearsed, super tight. Whereas like in, in Brisbane, it's as much about getting drunk and having a good time. Yeah. So like, I think there was a lot of people who got about halfway through our set before they worked out exactly what we were doing. <laughs> I just like watched this bunch of idiots on stage messing up every second song. But um, overall, I think it was a good response. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was really positive. I think there was uh, one of the smaller towns that we went to. Everyone just sort of, they didn't move. There was an older couple at the front who were loving it, um, but they didn't speak very much English, and they just sort of were shocked at us, our sort of sweaty, bare, flubbery bodies <laughs> jiggling around with some guitars. Um, and I was trying to explain what the songs were and I didn't speak any Japanese and I didn't pre-plan, which was a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, trying to get across the concept of my period is late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> across a, a language barrier. So I'm guessing there's a lot of like red-coloured and pointing downstairs, that kind of thing. Uh, look, I think by the end of that night, everyone thought that I was pregnant and smoking. <laughs> all right, so if that doesn't give you an idea of what the Flanger Pennies are all about, then this will. Guys, uh, I want to get a song on, but I could pick anything from you guys. Um, for you, what's a song that you love getting on stage and performing in front of people because you know it's always going to send people into a frenzy or get them running around half naked? Oh, they actually really liked One More Drink, to be honest, because it was simple and I think they understood what it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, double Standard seems to... It's, it's a fun sing-along. Yeah, I reckon um, I'm Drunk So What Fuck You oh, is yeah, probably I guess one, that's of the, a, that's a one of the favourites. I'm not sick of playing that yet and I probably should be. <laughs> well, let's get that one on right now so you can get to know the flanges a bit more on Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
playing your pennies on Wall of Sound up against the wall. The brand new album, Always the Bridesmaid, out this Friday. You can get your copy on Bandcamp. Is it available anywhere else, guys? Oh, we'll take it into a couple of record stores eventually. Yeah, yeah local stores, independent stores. Yeah. <laughs> take a day off work to yeah. go do it. <laughs> or go rock up at your front door. Is that okay, Terry? That is absolutely fine. <laughs> now, look, I wanted to talk about rocking up to your house. Uh, noise complaint, the video for that one, was fucking fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you guys have this big uh, driveway that goes down into a big ramp that launches into a pool. The idea for this video clip, did that come from uh, filming what happened at that party or had you guys planned that you were going to film a video clip to do some ridiculous shit and get a whole bunch of people around? No, no, we do that every year um, and we just took cameras to one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's, that's like the Jody's Yearly Hot 100 party. Um, so that's that's New Year's Day, yeah, yeah. Actually, last year Triple Z uh, asked us what we were doing so that in case we were doing an event somewhere that was going to clash. I was like, absolutely not. It's just a problem that I can't get naked at the Trifford, so I can't go yeah. to their party. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about, um, obviously, you guys uh, have been playing shows here in Brisbane close to a decade now. How do you feel like the live music scene is uh, in Brisbane? Obviously, you know, we've seen the shutting down of all-ages gigs left, right and centre, which, you know, it sucks for those wanting to come to, you know, go see these shows and then to nurture that young talent of people wanting to come and attend shows. Do you feel like it's getting better lately or, you know, in your experience? How is it now compared to, let's say, you know, back when you first started? I think it's pretty similar. I think all ages shows are just generally really hard, especially if you're doing it at a venue. Uh, There's no real money in it for the venues because they can't sort of really sell your beer, uh, in which case then you might lose some of your crowd. Either way, you lose a whole bunch of the bar and unless you put a door price on it, then you're not going to make any money there either. But then if you put a door price on it, the kids can't afford to come. So then it's moot. Um, so uh, I know of a few venues who have done some really cool all ages shows, but unfortunately, like they're just they're not legal. They, they just make it so hard to actually make it accessible to do. Um, so you know we try and promote the the low key sort of not quite legal ones, yeah. <laughs> but not promote it too much so that it gets sort of traction. But yeah, they do. They get closed down all the time. It's really hard. And that's kind of the trouble. Like often when you're talking all ages, you're talking a more kind of DIY space rather than like a proper. You know, it's not Crowbar or, you know, Fat Louis or somewhere like that because licensing just means they just can't no matter what. So you're talking more like places like Sun Distortion Studios, uh, The Waiting Room, uh, Between the Walls, 199 Boundary. They're all like in the last five or six years, these like DIY venues which have popped up, have done awesome all ages stuff and then just inevitably fall apart because don't have funding behind it or no following funding or... like de- I mean there's definitely a passion of following behind a lot of them but it's just it's so hard like noise complaints um, just the cops turning up to everything like like yeah. even Triple Z shows cops turn up to constantly just to hassle like it's it's hard to run and normally there's a lot of good intent but often yeah the organisation or yeah like Jody was saying if you've got an underage crowd you're not making money off them in any way like if you're not selling them drinks and they can't yeah. afford to pay the door like yeah is that the unfortunate thing with the, your target market, your target demographic? You obviously go for the older demographic and people who are able to come to shows and things like that, whereas, you know, if you've got younger fans, it's just unfortunate they have to wait till they're 18 before they can come see one of your shows. Yeah, it's. I remember once a, a lady telling me that she let her eight-year-old children listen to our CD, and I remember thinking, <laughs> my God, how could you? But kids love it. Um, there's a bunch of people where their, their young kids actually love it, and they don't mind them listening to the swearing, so... That's actually kind of nice, but it is something I'd like to get into. It's just, yeah, it's so difficult to actually do it and not get shut down. Goal list uh, for you guys moving forward. What are, what are your intentions? What do you what do you plan to do? Or what is something that you want to cross off that list that you can go, right, you know, what we're doing is more than just a hobby or a pastime. This is, you know, the full real deal right now. I'm just trying to make it to Saturday for the launch. Like that's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got uh, props night this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so what, actually, on, on that topic, what goes through your mind with props for a show? Is it, is it going to be, you know, focusing on weddings and bridesmaids and things like that because of the album? Or is it just whatever you can walk into a sex shop and find? Um, well, a bit of both. So usually it's something really, really grand. And then I realise I don't have any money. And then I have to make something similar out of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and I'm still waiting on some eBay packages. So it actually kind of depends on what actually arrives in time as to what ends up on the stage. We don't actually have that many props and stuff all of the time. It's just sort of for fun, just to zazz yeah, it up. just occasionally and for stuff like, you know, every every year at Dead or Winter, it's kind of become... And that just started with dumb... I think we dressed as cowboys the first year we played. Oh, uh, we had just play like, suits, I think. No, was earlier than that, we oh, played one. It? Yeah, we were, just, we were just like wearing flannels and jeans, basically. But we, we called it called it a costume. And ever since then, it's just ramped up each time. Yeah. yeah. And it's now become part of your reputation and, and the expectation of people who come and see you, you have to do something funny like that. Yeah, yeah, at those sorts of shows. Like, I mean, week to week, we, we run out of time and effort. <laughs> <laughs> As a secondary kind of thing, if people want to bring their own props to donate to Flanger Pennies uh, at a show, are you open to that if they bring you like a box of goodies? Absolutely, absolutely. Always. Just make sure, I remember someone brought a chainsaw once <laughs> as part of his costume. That uh, that was probably a little a step too far. He turned it on as well, like in the venue. Oh, um, so maybe not something quite that extreme. Leave the petrol operated stuff at home, bring the battery stuff. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, batteries, yeah. batteries. Lights, uh, they're fun. Someone bought a rocking horse to our Lismore album launch last year. That was, I don't, I've still got I don't it. know why. Yeah, yeah it's still, still living at Jody's. It went down the slip and slide this year. <laughs> well, there you go. Look, something that you could sign later on for merch when you guys finally crack and make that, you know, 100,000 album sales here in Australia, which hopefully will happen. Um, for those who haven't pre-ordered the album yet, what are they missing out on? Uh, 29 <laughs> minutes. I think 20, 28 something. 29. Round it up to 29. Minutes. They're missing yeah. out on about 28 and a half minutes of music. Yeah. Make sure you chuck in their tickets to go and see Flanger Pennies as well. They're doing uh, a few shows around the country, so make sure you pick yourself up a ticket. Get the album. Go check it out. Jody and Josh, thank you so much for the chat. Thanks so much for having most us. most welcome. Mates, this is Lindsay Frenzel from Frenzel Rom, and you are listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall, uh, which isn't entirely correct because I'm lying on the ground right now. Smoked a pack of cigarettes before midday. I coughed up along around one. I can't see a thing through my eyes that sting. I can't remember having so much fun. Well, I've never had so much fun. No, I've never had so much fun I can't remember when I've ever had so much fun Touching the water in Sydney Cutting the food in Japan And you can't the air in Los Angeles But I mean if people think they can Now I've never had so much fun No, I've never had so much fun I can remember when I've never had so much fun 
friends on Romp on Wall of Sound up against the wall and they got announced as the official headliners for the Dead of Winter Festival which is happening in Brisbane. A great music festival featuring local acts and a whole lot of others from all across the country. It's happening on July 7th and also featuring on the lineup is Polaris, Ocean Grove, Lagerstein, Clowns, Desecrator, A Sucker Punch, Pagan, Flanger Pennies who just co-hosted earlier. Being Jane Lane and a shitload more. You can check out all the details at wallofsoundau.com. And also this week, Escape the Fate announced their anniversary tour of their album This War Is Ours. This featured the first one with Craig Mabbitt taking over from Ronnie Rudkey, and they're bringing that down under later on this year. Kicking off in Perth on May 28. All the details, once again, at wallofsoundau.com and just click on that touring page. But to celebrate, let's get on their best track from that album. This is 10 Miles Wide on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Coming to the folds You're losing the 
stuff there for Like Thieves. It's a side project for the Butterfly Effects Clint Boge. And if you like what you hear, they're hitting the road in May. All the details can be found at wallofsoundau.com. But that's it for this week of the podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. Don't forget to share it around. Tell your mates about this. Give us a like, subscribe, rate us too. Help us get out there and spread the word. Or some shit like that if you want to. Next week, however, I'm stoked to reveal that Chris Dudley from Under Oath is going to be joining me for a chat. The band had their brand new album, Erase Me, coming out. And it is a fantastic fucking album you need to hear. I'm going to do my best to get a review online before it comes out. But if you can't wait that long and you don't like reading, stick around next week we're going to talk all about that and play a couple of songs off it to get you ready for it here is the band's latest single rapture on wall of sound up against the wall my name is brownie and i'll catch you next week